Hello and welcome to I Am Geek, and this is episode 63. Now before we get started, I know what you're thinking. Where's episode 62? You skipped it. We have it in the can, it's ready to go, but it's for a brand new TV show that's coming out on Amazon Prime, and it hasn't dropped yet. They got backed up a little bit, it hasn't dropped yet, it should be dropping soon. So episode 62 will be here, I think you'll like it. It's going to be a really cool show that's going to be on Amazon Prime, and we're talking to one of their creators so that will be dropping soon. But until then, you get episode 63, and we've got a great one for you tonight. It's like you're in the future. It's like you're in the future. <laughs> Katrin is here with us. My brother is sick. He is not here with us. Um, so he'll be back next week, hopefully. But we have a very special guest. Um, who, who doesn't love YouTube now? Everybody's on YouTube. They love watching the videos. And we've got a very special guest from YouTube. He is Micah from World of Micah. He's straight from YouTube. It's like it's like some kind of like portal you, you drag people out of. He's he's from the YouTube. But anyway, yeah, Micah from World of Micah. Say hello, Micah. Hi, everybody. This is uh, one of my, let's see, I've done three podcasts now. So this is me venturing out into a whole new uh, platform. Awesome. Kind of cool. It's Thanks a, for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's a fun platform because, you know, nobody sees you. So, you know, you don't have to like look presentable. Um, you get to talk yeah, about whatever great. you want to you like ramble and you don't have to like worry about having a weird look on your face. Cause that's the problem with YouTube. Everybody's looking at you unless you're pointing at something. And you know, <laughs> I try to mix it up in my videos and show some of my face and then show what I'm looking at. And I know some of the guys who do those one take vlogs and they're literally on their face the entire time. And I would just be staring at myself and I would forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to like for a podcast. You don't have to like hold your arm up in the air to get the, you know, no, shot not at of all. you. you can no. just, just you know, this is for lazy people. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tip my hat to you guys because you guys sometimes go for an hour, you know, yeah. or longer talking about <laughs> stuff, and that's a huge thing. Like my videos are only like five to seven minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we get talking on it. There's some of our episodes where we've got an hour and a half, and we look at the clock and we're like, oh, we've been doing this for an hour and a half. Because you get talking yeah, we, about stuff and you just keep going. Yeah, and the bad thing is we're usually up really late doing it. So like 10 p.m. Central time is when we usually start. So, right. well, technically we don't start till like 10.30 or 11. So then it's like almost 1 o'clock and we're like, what in the world is going on here? And then so I edit the whole thing, so I'm, you know, <laughs> two or later, uh, depending yeah. on we have on <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what a lot of people forget like about youtube and stuff too it's like yeah it's easy to go out and film something but then you got to take it home make sure hopefully you did every take you needed correctly um i can't tell you how many times that's you know happened like i had yeah. something in my head and i completely forgot to video it and it literally threw the entire video off like, <laughs> well can't upload this one yeah. <laughs> Video and then the editing process, like it doesn't take long. I feel like it takes your computer forever sometimes to upload the footage. Then you have to open up, you know, I use iMovie um, just because I don't know anything about editing videos and these other, um, you know, things they have out there. But iMovie has been the trick for me. And sometimes iMovie just wants to take forever. And then finally, when it gets everything in there, it literally takes me like maybe 10 minutes to splice and dice everything together. But the overall editing process probably takes about an hour. You know, it's crazy. I don't know what it takes for podcasts and everything, but. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. I, I do everything in GarageBand and people are like, you do it in GarageBand? Like, like that's beneath them. And I'm like, <laughs> it's free. It's on my computer. It works, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Dude, my brother there, he's in a band and like they recorded one of like this album that was in, you know, like stores and I guess played on, it was on MTV and all that stuff. He did the whole thing in his bedroom on GarageBand. Now it go. was mixed and mastered at a major studio, but um, the actual recordings and everything were done in GarageBand. You know, you don't really need to spend all this money anymore to do stuff because Apple just makes everything so yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, from podcasting to, to YouTube, you can pretty much do everything on your phone if you want to. Uh, that's, totally. That's how it's you know come to be, which is crazy because I remember, you know, we're big Disney fans, and I remember like going on our honeymoon carrying like a you know a big camera with the tape in it and. I don't think I've done anything with those uh, videos oh, <laughs> for my honeymoon that was uh, 17 years ago, I guess. Oh, <laughs> man. There's probably good stuff on there, man. You need to totally yeah. like work that. <laughs> I got to find you know, it because we've moved a few times. <laughs> I have a camera. Well, I had a camera somewhere that when you took me to Disney World in 2002 or three, something like that, and I never developed the pictures. <laughs> That was my first time to Disney World, and I never developed it. I was so mad. I don't even, it's one of those disposable cameras, too, that I had. And I was like, man, why didn't I ever develop those? We probably had some funny stuff, you know, we're goofing wow. around, or, but oh well. <laughs> those things, like, expire after a certain amount They do. Yeah, that's why I wish I was like, why didn't I ever develop those? But, yeah, it's a bummer. But now yeah. technology is where you can instantly do everything, which is great. But, you don't um, have to print them. No, you don't have to print <laughs> You don't want them. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but this is, you know, let's let's get back to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started on, you know, YouTube. You know, what drew you to that uh, format and, uh, you know, so, sort of where it's gone from there. Yeah, totally. Um, it kind of mm -hmm. sparked. I was in a band um, for a good chunk of my life um, from when I was 15 all the way up till I was 23, 24 years old. I was playing in a pop punk band. Um, did some small tours, um, some stuff with Hot Topic, you know, released a record and, you know, did all these cool things. And when we were on the road, it was like you had to find something to do um, so you wouldn't go nuts because you're riding in a 16-passenger van with the same guys every day. And, you know, we interstates start looking the same. And everything just kind of becomes the same thing, everything. It's really cool because you get to see – cities and you know in different states and everything but i bought one of those flip cameras you remember those things yeah i, I have one of those yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and started you know doing that with my my brother was in the band with me and, and our bass player um i remember the first tour we ever did he actually did a whole vlog series like a 10-part series on his macbook Pro, like he would literally carry the MacBook around and would use the camera on the laptop as like huge camera. It was so awkward. And then we found the flip video and we were like, oh my gosh, we can use this. And that was like at the beginnings of YouTube, like 2007, you know? Yeah. And we started doing these like band vlogs, like studio updates, um, you know, tour updates, things like that. And I never really thought about doing YouTube other than with the band. And then when the band was over, I started going to Walt Disney World like on vacations and stuff, and I took the flip with me, and I became obsessed with just videoing everything I saw at the park because I'm thinking, okay, 10 years from now, all this is going to change. And so I would video everything on these vacations, and I have no idea where any of that footage is now. And it really wow. blew me out. Um, I had so much footage. Um, I have a lot of photos from back then, 
And I use those photos today when I try to do compare and contrast videos of the parks. Um, but then I didn't think about doing YouTube forever. And then when I moved down to Florida with my fiance, um, I became friends with Adam, um, the woo. And I've been doing Instagram and Twitter and I'd post random things like, Hey, did you know back in the day, this at MGM studios was actually this. And, you know, certain people would like, like it and comment and be like, wow, that's really cool. That's neat. I like that. You know, the history of the parks and, you know, oh, I never knew that existed there. I didn't know that was a thing. And, um, I been kind of toying around with the idea of doing it. And I really think just hanging out with Adam and talking to him, he just kind of convinced me like, just do it. Like what's holding you back? Use your phone, do it. And so I legit like in one month just made a handful of videos and people started watching and that was it. Like it would literally just came out of nowhere. It like wasn't this well thought out plan. Um, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, I kind of liked that I did it that way because I saw my channel grow completely organically. I saw, you know, I was so stoked about getting 10 subscribers, you know, like when you see 10 people liking something that you do, it's like, holy mess, this is amazing. Um, and that was it. Like two years ago, I just started doing it and now it's become a weekly thing. It's literally what I, I do up to three videos a week now, cool. you know, so it's cool that you mentioned Adam because I think he's, uh, I've, I've met Adam and hung out with them a few times, handful of times. Uh, mostly through Tim Tracker, uh, yeah. But he's sort of become sort of like the godfather of of YouTube, where he takes people that and he just says, "Go out and do it," and they sort of totally. follow his lead. And just, I mean, he did it with Justin Scard. Uh, yeah, he's done it with you. I mean, it's just cool how he does that. He just he 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 started something long ago, and he just kept doing it and kept doing it. And uh, he's got some. I mean, one of the best out there. Um, yeah, and just the way he pours into other people to get them is, is one of the coolest things ever. So that's yeah, cool. absolutely. You know, and it's the thing like about YouTube is it's made like I have met my best friends because of YouTube and, you know, because of this platform and the social media thing, like I've met some of my best friends like Travis, he's in a couple of my videos and he does amazing photography and stuff. Um, I met him through YouTube. He came up and said, Hey to me and Adam one time in the park. And I um, was talking to us for a minute. And the next thing I know, we're hanging out <laughs> and we're That's friends. Cool. And, you know, he's like literally like one of my best friends. And um, I don't know. It's crazy. YouTube is like it's one of those things like and I think I look at it from the standpoint of from being in a band. Anybody can do it. Anybody can pick a guitar, write some songs, book a gig, you know, at a bar or whatever. You can record a CD. You can do that. But the thing is, like, you really like what sets you apart from other people is you really have to put some time into it um it literally has to be something you are full on doing um when i first started kind of wasn't pushing it as hard as i am now um i didn't really know what i was doing i throw up a video randomly and um you know it would get a few views and stuff and then i noticed like doing consistent videos um and making it a consistent thing and kind of treating it like a maybe a television series mm -hmm. um and people know like what days to expect an episode definitely helps. I'm sure you guys know the same yeah. thing with podcasts. You know, like it, it's it kind of reminds me of those days. Like I knew on Fridays when TGIF was coming on, I was going to see a new episode of Family Matters and Full House and Boy Meets <laughs> World. So I knew what time to you know to do <laughs> yep. it. 
And, you know, the, all those shows were kind of the same, but you had your different versions of these same kind of stories. And I feel like that's how YouTube is now. It's like the new TGIF. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, this is the future of uh, entertainment. because Yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, you know, you remember the Full House episode where Steve Urkel came? Yeah. It was on. Yeah, that's like me being in a video with Adam or something. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying I'm Steve Urkel of you, too. <laughs> like, you look on like Adam's videos and it's like, hey, Mike is hanging out with him today. You know, they used to do that on those, yeah. on those TV shows. We do so. the same thing with podcasting. We'll say, hey, yeah. you know, we'll talk to other podcasters because it's like a big family and we'll just yeah. go on each other's shows and it's cool. And it's cool because a lot of, you know, like you said, the same thing with us. You know, we started in music. Uh, that's how Caitlin yeah. and I met. We started in a band. And, cool. Yeah. You know, uh, and then the sort of the music, I did it for uh, many years, uh, just, you know, up till, well, I still do it occasionally. I'll, I'll go out places and do it, but not doing it full time for the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, but uh, how a lot of musicians have transferred over either to YouTube or podcasting or something, because it's oh. a way to get our artistic, um, you know, person out. Yeah, uh, it's a creative outlet yeah. for sure. That's cool. Yeah, you, it's cool. nice to create something, put it out there, and see what people think about it. You know, and and it's just like being in a band. Everybody's in a band. Everybody's yeah. in a demo. You know, everybody's playing shows. But you know, you had everybody has a little twist on it, and it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Well, let's you know, you say in your videos, let's take a closer look. So I thought we would do a deep dive into the world of Micah. Go, cool. Go way way back. Hopefully, we won't embarrass you. No, uh, but I went all the way back. I guess I'm a, a stalker now. I went. I don't know if it was your first video, but it's the first video of you that I could find on your World of Micah channel. Tell us a little bit about Thurlin Magnificent. <laughs> I forgot that's even on my channel. Wow. I used to work when I okay. This is hilarious. Um, <laughs> That wasn't even a part of like World of Micah. That was like, <laughs> that was like my, I just had that channel, you know, I was just a part of YouTube. Um, so yeah, I used to work, I used to live in Mississippi. That's where I'm originally from. And I worked at this uh, screen printing um, place called Pole Chaps Screen Printing. And um, then again, I was at a band working at a screen printing place. They cut you deals. Your band has t shirts and merchandise. That's the secret That's to do that. Yep. So my brother and I worked at a screen printing place. He's the graphic designer there, still is. And um, I used to work and make T-shirts and stuff with this guy named Brett Thurlin was his last name. And uh, Brett made me download this. This was before Apple, like iPhones had the slow-mo feature yeah. on them. And this new app had just come out. It was like slow-mo, record your videos in slow-mo. And I was like, dude, let's, let's do this. So like, <laughs> Brett, do something in slow-mo. And he just started dancing like that, like out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, I'm just going to throw this on YouTube. <laughs> so was that, that, was that your first video for YouTube? No, besides the band. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Besides the old band videos and stuff, which I mean, they're, they're still on there. A lot of them, like, I think YouTube like cleans out like channels if you don't use them for a long time or something. Um, it seems like a lot of those videos are gone. Maybe somebody deleted them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was like my first ever video and you know it's funny you mentioned that because adam told me one of his first videos he ever threw on there was a merry-go-round and it was some girl being flung on one of those you you push the little yeah. thing you know and jump on it and she jumps on and she grabs hold and it just slings her <laughs> oh, 
and he did it like slow mo over and over. And we were actually <laughs> talking about that. He's like, "Yeah, I stood on there. It's so weird." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam's got some funny ones. If you go back, the the refrigerator yeah. and the fisherman or something. Oh yeah, he's got oh, some yeah. funny ones. Uh, so your second video, I'm not going to go through every video, but there's a couple <laughs> that, yeah, now your 14th video. You're no, right. No, but your second video, I, I watched, because uh, I was just interested because of the title, the E.T. Adventure Record. You wrote E.T. 25 times in a row. I did, and that video is absolutely terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> I didn't know, like I said, when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, there's like the skinny version of me. Like, I mean, like, the video is, like, a skinny video, and then there's, like, a full-frame video. Like, I didn't know if you tilted your iPhone, it made it full-frame. <laughs> no one tells you these things, you know? Um, <laughs> That's one of the but, things I thought. I was like, huh, I wonder if he, he probably didn't realize you could turn your... I have no idea. And that video can't... I can't ever, like, monetize it because I, like, an idiot threw the E.T. soundtrack on it and full oh. copy. Um, which is fine. Yeah. I don't care. Um, you know, but yeah, I went to Universal one day. I was there so early. Like I love park. Like I love getting to the parks when they first open. And, um, I thought, I wonder if anybody's like ever done a, like a world record. Cause there's like the guy at Universal who does like rocket man. Mm-hmm. He's like ridden uh rip ride rocket so many times. And there's a couple of people at Disney who's done pirate so many times. So I went up to ET and I said, random question. Has anybody ever done like a world record? And the girl was like, hang on. And so she called some person over and she was like, um, yeah, I think it was 18 times. And I was like, well, I'm about to beat that kid. (laughs) It was, I think it was around the time of the 25th anniversary of ET. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the, the, the 25 times in a row or something. And oh my gosh, like the first five times I went through the actual queue and watched the pre-show with Steven Spielberg and stuff. By the tenth time, the 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 employees were kind of like, "What are you doing? <laughs> um, like, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> this right you a crazy I, person." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, you don't have to go in the queue when you get done. Just treat it like a child swap kind of thing, and come up this ramp, and we'll just put you back on. Cool. We're not busy, so we can do it. It's not a big deal." And so I just kept going up the ramp and getting on the ride. And they would ask me, like, where do you want to sit this time? And then sometimes they would stop the ride and wouldn't let any other guests get on with me. And I had the entire thing by myself. And all these people were looking at me like I was some kind of, like, weird celebrity or something. <laughs> it was great, though, man. Like, that was a fun awesome. memory, you know. That's cool. Do you still hold the record? As far as I know, there's a lot of guys <laughs> I know uh, who start doing YouTube. And they're like, I'm going to break break it or let's do it again together and break it. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> just let it be. That was fun thing in the past. <laughs> well, I guess the answer to the next question, is there any other rides that you want to conquer? That uh, maybe not, maybe you're done. Uh, I don't know. It'd be cool. Like I, th- I thought it was cool to like to be the ET guy. You know, I wanted to be the ET guy. Um, it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. And I think it was because it was a forced thing. I feel like those kind of things just need to naturally happen. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't just sit out and be like, I'm going to ride 20, you know, ET 25 times a day. Um, it's just one of those things that just have to happen. I don't know. Yeah. So then uh, you go from there, and I'm just following your timeline here. <laughs> yeah. You go into a black and white phase. Yes. 
Um, All of my favorite TV shows, it seemed like um, back in the day, like everybody started in black and white. Like from from my favorite, a lot of other people didn't watch black and white. Like Disney started out in black and white. Uh Uh, You know, when Elvis started performing on television, it was black and white and became color. And, you know, Hitchcock, um, all these people that I really enjoy um, their work, even Tim Burton, you know, a lot of his early stuff, Frank and Weenie was black and white. Um, I just did that on purpose because I was like all my favorite filmmakers, animators, these people that are key in my life, they started out black and white. So I'm going to start out in black and white. And I tried to do it just to kind of stand out. Yeah. Um, and then I was I kind of quickly realized after a couple episodes in, I'm really missing out on the colorful aspect of the theme parks. You can't really get the full detail because theme parks, honestly, are just glorified backgrounds when you're doing YouTube. Yeah. Like be anywhere, but showing a nice, pretty roller coaster or some Disney architecture with cool paint job looks way better in color than it does black and white. Um, so I just quickly changed. I mean, all of this honestly was just like trial and error. Like mm-hmm. no one was really watching at the time. And no one could, you know, I didn't have anybody watching. Like, I think my mom watched, my brother watched, you know, I would watch it to see if I liked it. And, you know, I had a couple of friends like Adam would watch it and he'd text me and stuff and be like, Hey man, great video. Try and do this or that, you know, and trying to help me out. Um, but he was always like, you know, stay, do you, do you, but you know, just yeah, helpful. Cool tidbits that, so it's funny because when i was watching it i was like i wonder if he's doing like basically a, making his channel like a timeline of sort of tv history and that's really cool that you did that that you were like my you know shows i started watching were black and white so i'm starting my channel so that's cool and i thought it was funny because i watched the uh i watched the halloween whopper adventure and i thought <laughs> it, it's, it's in black and white and i thought it was so funny i don't know if you did this on purpose or if this is just how it came across. But when you're showing the burger, you're like, look at this burger. Look how look how black it is. Look look at it. And I'm just like, yeah, it's black and white. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that was actually like my first, like, my, I, I like, I make that my first, I say that's my first video. Um, the Halloween Whopper adventure. That was like, I was sitting in my car. Um, I was bored. I was like, I'm not going to the parks today. It's, you know, I'm just not going to go. I'm not going to do anything. And I was like, Oh, Burger King has that new Whopper. I want to try that thing. You know what? I'm going to film this. And so I literally got in my car, drove up to the Burger King. And at first I failed. If you watch the video, I pull up and we don't have it. And I was just like, Oh, (laughs) Okay, so I went to another <laughs> Burger King, and all this just to show this Whopper, and it was just like, all right, cool. And I was like, you know what, I kind of like doing this thing. And um, that in that same day, um, little tidbit of history. In that same day, I went and recorded two other videos. Um, the the old school it was like an old school, like from the eighteen hundred or something. Windermere, um, Windermere, um, that's a little town in Florida, right, literally right behind uh, Disney World. Um, a lot of famous like celebrities and sports celebrities live out there. Um, and then I did another one that same day. Like I literally did like two videos after that. I did like three videos in one day, and was just getting the use of it. And and during that uh, school video is when I thought of 
calling the channel World of Micah. Because right, in the cool. I said, Welcome to my life. I didn't know what I was going to call it. I didn't know what I was going to, if I wasn't going to have a, I was just going to call it My Life, Welcome to My Life, or My Life Vlogs, or something. And then it clicked in my head, World of Micah, and I threw it in there and it stuck. That's so, cool. yeah, it just, it just happened. Like, like I said, it's cool to look back at that sometimes because you can see like the mess, mess ups. You know, why was I filming in black and white? Um, why was I not using my camera properly? Um, you know, you can kind of see those things. And I'm not a professional whatsoever, but I think my abilities behind the, the camera have definitely increased um, <laughs> today. Um, but no, I don't like, you know, a lot of people always say, like, do you get embarrassed by watching it or you like regret? And I'm like, I don't regret anything. You know, there's no reason to. It's it's a piece of history of this whole journey of YouTube. Yeah, it's a timeline of your of your life over the past was it three years or so. Yeah, um, which is cool. Four years if you count Thurland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but your first uh, color back back to color was the real life Ghostbusters video, um, mm -hmm. and I see, and then Back to the Future. So I'm guessing you're a fan of '80s movies. Huge. <laughs> You're in the right place then. You're yeah. in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, this month I got to meet Paul Rubens. Oh, nice. cool. That was cool. Pee Wee Herman, man. That was, he gave me a hug, shook my hand. He was so nice, signed a picture for me. And the cool thing is, he doesn't sign it Paul Rubens. He signs your pal, Pee Wee Herman. Oh. And that's, that's cool. so cool to me. Like that, when I saw him doing that, I was like, dang it. I'm going to buy that autograph. Dang it. <laughs> you know, just like, how can, how can you not? I mean, I was a huge Pee-wee fan growing up. I discovered him when I was in fifth grade, um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I randomly rented the movie and because it literally said Tim Burton on it. And I was an Edward Scissorhands fanatic. Um, and I saw anything that had Tim Burton on it, I rented and watched. And, you know, that it was so crazy, man. Like, you got to think about these back in the day, um, these people like Tim Burton there was no way to find out information on these guys. There wasn't like, you know, Google or, you know, you literally just had the the movie rental store. You had Blockbuster and you could just go yeah. and look for the titles with their name on it. And that was it. Occasionally, like ABC or Fox or somebody would do a special, um, you know, like the making of Nightmare on uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, tonight, special interviews with Tim Burton. And I would watch those and be like, oh, my gosh, that's him. That's the man, you know, and. Yeah, I, my parents, God bless them, they raised me right. I was raised on 80s, 90s films and television shows. So. Yeah, that's that's what we that's what Katrin and I we grew up. We're 40, so we're we're old. But that's that's the movies and stuff. Katrin's a big Pee Wee Herman fan. Oh yeah, he could probably talk about Pee Wee for hours. Yeah, <laughs> man, I love the man. I did his special Q and A. He had in this little room. And I loved his Q&A because he asked everybody not to record, not to take photos, not because he doesn't want people taking his photos, but he was like, it's, it's awkward for me to look out and just see a ton of phones and cameras staring at me. And I respected that. Yeah. Um, I felt like he really opened up to us, too, because half the time he didn't have to use the microphone. Hmm. It was so small. He just kind of, you know, he's a soft-spoken guy anyways. But um, I felt like we were just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Pee-wee. And... You know, it was so cool. Like, what an amazing guy. Um, 
I was lucky enough in one of my videos to when I went out to California um, to go see some of the filming locations from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and that was so cool. Nice, so surreal. Well, come to Texas. I'll take you to the Alamo so you can see the uh, the basement. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> basement <in> Alamo. <laughs> my favorite scene in that whole alamo thing is when they all say adobe (laughs) when he rolls his eyes everybody has been in that position before where you're just antsy and you're waiting to get somewhere (laughs) everything's annoying to you like oh gosh that's me every time i'm at the ticket and transportation center at magic kingdom trying to get into the park and people are just, they're in my way. And I'm like, yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, I've, I've been there many times. I lived in Florida for 14 years, and I miss it. I miss going to Disney. Uh, just being able to be like, here's Disney World right here. Because now I'm yeah. in Texas, so it's like, oh, Disney World's way over there. Um, but so would Pee Wee's Big Adventure be your favorite 80s movie? Or do you have like another one that's like sort of your top tier uh, 80s movie? I mean, you know, it's so funny, man. I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it, um, but it's like expected. Like, I don't really tell people it's Back to the Future anymore because when you live in Florida, everyone's a Back to the Future fan here because the ride, there's all the, you know, there's a lot of companies around here who make DeLoreans. People have special DeLorean parties here. Now, where I'm from, growing up in Mississippi, none of my friends knew what Back to the Future was. I had to introduce them to them. Mm. Like, my brother and I were the only ones at our local um, video store. We had a mom and pop video store. We had a blockbuster eventually, but um, for as long as I can remember, we had this mom and pop VHS rental store, and they had a VHS copy of Back to the Future, and we were the only ones who ever rented it. Being the reason I know that is because when they closed, the guy handed it to my mom and said, "Hey, give this to your son." When <laughs> <laughs> he rented it, I feel like it should be his. And oh. I still have it to this day. It's awesome. It's That's beat up. It's cool. so just amazing the way it looks. Um, and it's so cool because that was the first copy of Back to the Future I ever saw, and I own it. So that's yeah. sentimental. Is that a gift, cool. You know. Um, but, yeah, I loved Back to the Future. Um, I loved Teen Wolf. I was a big Michael J. Fox fan. Oh, yeah. um, when I discovered Ernest, P. Oh. World. <laughs> goes to camp Ernest goes, saves Christmas that's where honestly like that's kind of how Adam and I clicked besides our love for MGM Studios together was we started talking about Ernest and he kind of like gave me this weird look and he was like dude you really know about Ernest <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like blew his mind I was like dude he was a hero of mine like are you kidding me if there's two people I always wanted to meet as a kid it was Paul Rubens and Jim Varney mm-hmm. fortunately I'll never be able to meet yeah. Jim but, um you know, uh, Ernest saved man. It was Ernest yeah. saves Christmas. Ernest goes to camp. Yeah. Those were his hum- his humor was just so perfect for for that part. And yeah, I remember as a kid watching Ernest goes to camp and Ernest saves Christmas. And mm-hmm. what was the Halloween one? There was a Halloween one. Oh yeah, Ernest scared stupid. Yeah, scared stupid. <laughs> yeah. And the um, what's their names? The Chiodos brothers who did the Killer Clowns. They did all the makeup for the. The villain guy, the troll. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Troll <laughs> is used parts from Killer Clowns. Oh, no. Speaking of Killer Clowns, I'm so excited that it's finally happening. 
for That's Halloween like Horror Nights. HHN like myths, like what if it ever happened? And now it's happening, and I think people are like, no, yeah. it's a joke. Because forever, I was like, we need killer clowns, we need killer clowns. I remember years ago, I was on a tour. Um, it was a behind-the-scenes tour, mm-hmm. and um, Mike was there. I, I always mispronounce his name. Oh, ILO? I, I, yeah. And yeah. I, he asked, anybody had any questions? I'm like, so when you're bringing uh, Killer Clowns? And he's <laughs> like, oh, man, I want to so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's finally here, so I'm excited. Even though it, it's just a scare zone, but I think it's going to be a really cool scare zone. But that's yeah. that's one of my big. I love Halloween Horror Nights. I could probably talk about that for. Oh yeah, forever. yeah, I love Horror Nights, man. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Right. Um, last year, the Trick or Treat scares on was oh. fantastic. Oh, it was. Like, I, I I mean, you know, I was thinking, oh man, they're putting in a scare zone. How good can it be? And I wish it was a house. And then I went through the scare zone. And I was like, it feels like the movie. It yeah, really yeah. they captivated that feel. And um, I I tip my hats to HHN those guys every year they they always blow me away. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. the stuff that they do and and just how nice they are and uh, yeah and how welcoming like the like because I've been like a few things that they've done and it's just like backstage stuff and they're just like yeah yeah come on back and let's show you around and like we we watched um, I don't know you may have been there too but they like got a bunch of us together and we watched the original Halloween at the movie theater there. And then they took us through the house afterwards with one of the producers and they were just so nice. Like, yeah, come on back. And it was just, it was really, it was one of the coolest experiences. So crazy. I, um, the year they had the, the first, um, not the first, but the Halloween house that mixed, um, one and three, they had the, the yeah. guys from uh season of the witch, the kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Abby, my fiance and I, we went to Universal and saw the original 1978 Halloween. And then when we left, I was like, "Let's go, let's go do the house." Yeah, it was, it was so cool. It was cool because they took us back. They took us out of the theater, took us backstage, and then you you got to bring somebody with you. And I may I don't know what happened, but no, maybe that was the second time. One of the times that I got to, I they took us through as a group, and I went by myself. And it was it was cool to go through the house all alone, nobody in front of you, nobody behind you, and um, there was moments when Michael Myers would pop out and be like, "Oh, I didn't even know you were here!" Like looking at you, like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, my favorite movie, Halloween, nineteen seventy eight, oh. John Carpenter's. That's I will it. I have a lot of favorite movies, um, but that's that's up there. It's, oh yeah. I, I love 1978. Um, I love Halloween 3. I love 1, 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for 5. Um, did not like the um, Rob Zombie ones. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other discussion. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, Halloween 3 is, it's so funny. Um, a lot of couples, you know, have like favorite songs. Like they have a couple song. Uh-huh. Well, Abby and I, that's our movie is Halloween 3. <laughs> Um, I love it. I think if it was just called Season of the Witch, it would have been a huge, huge success. Yeah. But the reason it had the Halloween tagline just ruined um, people's perception of what the movie is. Because it's a great movie. Yeah. And it really holds up. Um, the storyline, like, it, that's something that could happen today. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, think about, you know, them putting the chips on the mask and telling the kids to turn on YouTube at a certain time and watch this <laughs> vlog and boom. You know what I mean? It's like, this could happen. It's so cool. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. uh, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested to see, uh, what the newest Halloween is going to be like. Me too. I love the trailer for certain things. There were a lot of Easter eggs. Um, you know, like Annie's autopsy, like the one, like her neck and, you know, things like that. And then there's like so many nods, like him and the ghost sheet and the glasses, yeah. like Bob, you know, the first one. Like there's yeah. so many things, but it seems like they're not trying to, um, they're not trying to force it with this one. Um, I think they're just, they're trying to be real natural. Like we're not, not like, like we're, we're back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't like when people like, I don't know. There are a lot of like, not remakes, but sequels years yeah. down the line. And those people are, it's more like this like reunion type thing. Like, Hey, we're back. You know, I kind of feel like they're, um, they're trying to just get, uh, just here's what's happening. What is it? 40 years later. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, back to let's go back to uh, we got off track. That's what we do on the show. We we go off on all kinds of rabbit trails and holes. And <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it but as we go into your timeline, I think the next sort of uh, uh, thing that happens in your timeline on YouTube is your Close Encounters series, which uh, I guess they're just sort of supposed to be. You could tell me more, but brief little things that you sort of come across. Is that yeah? That was like during my era of. Like, I didn't have a set schedule. I didn't know, like, when I was going to release a video ever. And sometimes those things would just happen while I was in the park. And I just, I was videoing on my phone back then. I didn't have a camera or anything. And I would just pull out my phone and be like, okay, this is literally probably going to take a minute or 30 seconds or, you know, it could take up to five minutes. Um, and I would just do these I don't know where the space theme came from either, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, I guess World of Micah, you just automatically go into a space theme, like Close Encounters with World of Micah and, you know, all this stuff. It just, it kind of happened. It was weird. It just, it just kind of came out. But um, the first one, I think was when I ran into Ice Cube. Yeah. Hollywood Studios. He was up there taking a promo and I was like, how can I, I'm not going to be filming anything else today. I'm literally on my way out of the park. I wanted to go and ride movie ride and then leave. And I did. And on my way out, I passed by Brown Derby and I look up on the hill and there's Ice Cube and his kids taking a promo picture. And I was like, that's Ice Cube. Holy crap. All right. So I just pulled my phone out and I started thinking like, welcome to Close Encounters, the world of Micah. And it just happened. Huh. And I filmed it and I was like, you know what? I could just start doing this, like these little clips. Yeah. And um, it didn't last long. <laughs> the funny thing is, in the beginning, you'll notice like they come and go. Like I did uh, Tuesday Tubes Days. Yeah, that's the next thing on your list. Hashtag Tuesday Tubes Days. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I made myself do a video every Tuesday, and um, it was cool. It, it worked. Um, but then I started wanting to push myself even further and not just limit to one day. Um, and then I started doing um, World of Micah Wednesdays. That was kind of my thing. Like I did Mondays and Fridays. And then I was like, I need something in the middle. Because every Monday and Friday is good, but there needs to be something in the middle. 
um, of the week. So I started doing the World of Mike Wednesday, just kind of an update video. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, I don't think really people cared, honestly. Like I just started seeing like, I'd post a video on Monday about a specific subject and it would get X amount of views and you know a lot of attention and comments. I'd post an update video on Wednesday just saying, hey, I did this this weekend, I did that. And maybe you know half the viewers, little to no comments. And then I post a video on Friday and with a subject matter and huge response. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to waste these people time. They don't want to watch it. I'm not really into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never been like, uh, let's get into my personal life kind of vlogger. It's always just like, hey, I'm here at the parks. I'm showing you this and then go back to your normal life. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a lot of people are very personal with their vlogs. You know, they show you a lot of things in their personal life. And I, eh, you yeah. got your own live. Yeah, Don't it can get you, get you in trouble, too. I mean, people sure. diving into your lives, that's uh, could be shaky ground. Um, so you do uh, you do filming locations, theme parks, um, haunted locations. Do you have a favorite um, location type video that you make? It depends. Um, sometimes, man, those filming locations are fun. They take forever. Um, the good thing is when I do the ones like at, let's say I do one at like one of the theme parks, um, that's pretty easy because I know the theme parks like the back of my hand. And I'm like, okay, that was one at Adventureland. That was one at Tomorrowland. I know exactly where it can do. But when I did like Ernest Saves Christmas, luckily I had Adam helping me um, on that because he had done it too. Um, and he told me, he was like, dude, I really want you to do it because you found a couple other spots that I never found. Mm-hmm. And, um, those are legit getting on Google maps, uh, or, uh, Google earth. And you're legit just like, okay, this, I know this is downtown Orlando. Let's start on orange Avenue. And you're literally just sliding down the street wow. until you, because a lot of those videos, especially those eighties videos, a lot, like especially earnest ones, no one cares on the <laughs> internet. Like, no one like people could care less about finding the filming locations. But then when you do the research and you make the video and you put it out there, people are like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. You know? So like doing that one was so much fun. That was one of my favorite Christmases to do because it was, I did it during Christmas time. Um, I did it like a week before Christmas and I'm literally finding the filming locations for one of my favorite, you know, Christmas movies from my childhood in my home city I'm not having to fly to California or somewhere, you know, I can do it on my own, um, leisure. And I did it in a couple of days and, um, I kind of wish I would have waited till now cause my filming technique still then was not my favorite. Um, but still it's a good video. Um, I love doing the, um, things you haven't noticed in theme yeah. park series. Cool. That one, people seem to be really into those. Um, that's kind of what started this whole thing. I knew so much pointless stuff like, Hey, did you know, if you go and put your finger on this thing, the whole building shakes and it's like, what? And (laughs) you know, people don't notice these things. And, um, I think it's cool to be my, my job to be like, um, the guy to show you these things and it works, you know, people are kind of interested into it. Um, I'm definitely passionate about it. That's my favorite thing about Disney. Um, not everything is what it seems. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes a button, like a, a sign on a building that says, do not touch, maybe you should go and touch it. Cause something oh. cool can happen. Pull the you rope. Know. Always pull the rope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that kind of stuff. I also like, you know, like significant numbers on buildings and, mm-hmm. 
you know, they like to throw that 1928 number everywhere. And that was the year apparently Mickey was to Disney. That's the year that yeah. Mickey was created. But um, yeah, I like doing the things you haven't noticed. Um, roadside attraction stuff sometimes breaks up the monotony of the theme park thing. Mm-hmm. And I think people appreciate it. Like I went to St. Augustine recently and did their pirate museum and I did this old fort and, you know, really dug deep into the Florida um, yeah. attractions. And those are fun. Um, yeah. I, I kind of got away from those um, because there are people like Jacob the Carpetbagger mm-hmm. and Justin Scard. Those guys really dive deep on these Route 44 roadside attractions. And Jacob's all about the salt, the South and roadside attraction stuff. And he's he's really killing it. Yeah, um, it's it's so cool to see that guy where he, where he's you know grown. Um, so when so you, I, yeah, when you were in St. Augustine, sorry, because uh, you you do a lot of you've done a few haunted locations. Did you go anything uh, in St. Augustine? I kind of prepped to go back. Oh, um, cool. um <laughs> Interesting. This is very interesting. The film House of Wax with mm-hmm. Vincent Price. Yeah takes place in St. Augustine at Potter's Wax Museum. Now, the Potter's Wax Museum that's there now that's open as Potter's Wax Museum is not the location from the film. The film, the filming location is a restaurant now, and which is great because you can walk in and go on the balcony and everything. However, the ladies that run Potter's Wax Museum swore up and down to me that it was a myth. It was all filmed in Hollywood. You know, <laughs> they didn't even come here, yada, yada. Then I'm on this tram, this little trolley that can take you around and show you all the sights. And the guy on the trolley says, look to your left. That's a filming location from the 1954 Vincent Price film. I think it's 1954. Um, Vincent Price film, Potter, uh, House of Wax. And I Googled it, and I'm looking at the picture from the film, the still, and I'm like, that's it. That's literally it. (laughs) You know, and so um, definitely going to try and go back and find a couple of spots for that and there's a couple of haunted tours they give i kind of scouted it out um definitely will be back to do some of those haunted tours uh when i was there i was there just for the day um and I, my fiance we, we went with her folks so it was kind of like a day trip and yeah. um everything but there's a couple of haunted places here in orlando i definitely want to do i've done a few in the past that i really enjoyed um, I'm into that kind of stuff. I like to show people like, you know, this is a restaurant you eat at every day, but did you know back in the day there was a horrible murder that happened here supposedly and yada, yada, yada. Like, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, have, have you had any, uh, weird, uh, things happen while you've been doing this? Yeah. Um, I was filming in Kissimmee one time and, um, the film's there and I actually talked about it in the film and this, this guy I was with. Um, he's Kissimmee native. He was born, raised here. He knows everything about Kissimmee. We went, he took me to this church that has a bunch of, um, soldiers buried in this whole area of, um, soldiers and old. And, um, we're filming, I'm filming everything. And all of a sudden my camera just shuts off Hmm. full battery. Everything. It just shuts off, would not turn on, took the battery out, put it back in, try to turn it back on nothing. Um, we stay out there for a minute. I'm toying with it. And then finally we walked away from the area because I was like, well, let's just go to the car. I don't know what the heck's wrong. Kind of getting, you know, worried. Like, did I break my camera? 
um, let's take it to Best Buy, yada, yada. And it just turns back on randomly. And I just looked at him and he was like, dude, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so weird, you know, because I've never seen, I've never, you know, been the kind of guy to say like, oh yeah, I saw a ghost or I felt this. No, like yeah. that, it happened. And I talked about it on camera. I was like, this is nuts. This camera just turned off, would not turn on for the, you know, nothing. Um, well, you definitely need to go back to St. Augustine because it's it's a different beast at night there. It's a, it's a weird I place. Hear, I hear that, man. I loved it because it gave me this New Orleans vibe. I'm, you know, originally from like two hours away from New Orleans. We used to go all the time. And I had that same feeling. The difference is New Orleans, New Orleans smells like pee and throw up. <laughs> and St. Augustine doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and go to the lighthouse. The lighthouse is... Yeah, it's really cool, man. Yeah, I saw that from the distance. It looked cool. Oh gosh, it's creepy over there. And then if you like watch, uh, if you read stories about it first before you go, because mm-hmm. they like point out places like, well, this is where this happened. Then you go there and you're like, oh man, somebody died like right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's just messed up. Like there's like the story about these two kids that live there and they like drown and they, like show you where they drown and you're just like, okay. And they're like, and here's where their ghosts are. And you're like, what? No, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, ghost tours, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I, I like it because of the history part of it because, you know, they really sure. dive into like the history of the place, even though they mix in the, the haunted stuff. But uh, yeah, St. Augustine, oldest city in the United States. You can't beat that. It, it's nah, a, it's a, so cool. It's a cool place. Um, and there's so much to do for free oh, there, yeah. too. You know, like I... I'm a sucker for free things. And you know, if you told me to go look at the world's biggest yarn for free, I'm going to drive and go see it. And that place is like, they really help you. Like, you know, you buy this tour, you get free parking and you can come back to this tour all day long or forever. If you keep the sticker kind of thing, it's cool. Yeah. Um, they're not trying to, you know, nickel and dime you for everything down there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a few places like we don't get it on me, but, um, uh... If you're ever in Colorado, go to uh, Estes Park and go to um, well, I don't know, I forget the name of the hotel. It's what it's what gave Stephen King the idea for The Shining. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the Overlook, or I don't know, that was the name of the book. Yeah, but uh, oh, I just forgot the name. Wait, it's right here. Hold Stan- on. The Stanley. The Stanley, Stanley Hotel. Yeah. I have a ghost Stanley from it sitting right here. Here, I'll be all goofy. I'll be all goofy. It's my little souvenir from the Stanley. Um, <laughs> Wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, goes in the dark. So sometimes I'll walk into my office and there'll be this glowing thing in the corner. I'm like, what in the world is that? And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's that little ghost I love. Yep. Uh, but it's a cool place. Like, and they'll take you on tours down in the depths of the of the hotel and to the room where where Stephen King stayed and got the idea for the book. And wow, it's a it's a cool place. But if you're ever in Colorado, go there. Make a special trip. But yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, the only other thing that you know that um, caught my eye on your this different is you started uh, at least one. I don't know if you've done more a live stream. You started live streaming a little bit. Yeah, uh, like toying around with it. Um, I don't know anything about it. I just know it's a quick and easy way to kind of connect with people. Um, I've done a few, just random. Um, I'm just kind of like. Well, I'm bored. I'm probably not going to release a video tomorrow because <laughs> I didn't, you know, record something the day before or yada yada. And I'm like, I just kind of want to talk to people. Yeah. And it's cool to like talk to people like 
it's nice when people comment. I love getting comments on my videos and having those brief conversations. Uh, the problem with most of them, um, and it's no offense to anybody, they're mostly like, hey, great job on this video. So I'm usually just like, thanks. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thanks for watching. I, I, they never give me a chance to like open-ended, you yeah. know? And with the live stream, you get those open-ended, like people, it's like this, you know, and yeah. I can sit there and read off questions and answer them. And it's cool. It's like, you're kind of, everybody's in this thing together and you're all watching and, you know, it kind of reminds me, it's so weird. I'm so weird when I compare things. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of growing up and there's like Friday evening, the premiere of yada yada on ABC, tune in on 7 PM and everybody you knew was at home watching that. Yeah. And the next day you all talked about it. I kind of feel like that is kind of how the live streams are. It's like, especially when I have them planned and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go live Friday at 7 PM. See you then. And then people, you know, tune in. It's like, you know, I wonder if they, you know, like subconsciously they were thinking about it. And that's so cool to me that, you know, somebody's like, Oh yeah, Mike is going live at seven. I'm going to listen or watch rather. And, I don't know. It's such a cool way to connect um, with, you know, the people that support me and everything. Um, you know, it's 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 cool. I think it's a great thing for you, too. I'm glad they made the streaming thing. Um, yeah. available. We've done a We've done a few. I mean, we didn't really have people commenting. We were at Comic Palooza, which is a big uh, comic convention here in Houston. And we mm -hmm. did some live streams there like. One day we did it like in our. We decided to cosplay, and we did uh, Deadpool. My brother was Deadpool. I was uh, Deadpool from uh, uh, X Force, so I was the gray Deadpool. Yeah. And Catron was um, Peter. Peter from Deadpool Two. Oh, nice! So we walked around and did it, and nobody knew who I was. I mean, yeah. I was looked just like Deadpool, except I was gray. Right. And I. Yeah, this was the mask I wore. And people were like, oh, can we get your picture? And like they'd be talking to my brother. And then and they'd be like, yeah, we want all the pictures of Deadpool. And I'm like, oh, you want me in it? And they're like, oh, who are you? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> so those videos are pretty funny. It's nobody knowing yeah. who I was. Uh, <laughs> we've got a YouTube channel. We don't put much on it because we're most of the time just doing this. We did a live podcast once, too. We did a live podcast, and that was fun. It was kind of crazy because we used Google Hangouts, and it doesn't do the grid like we're kind of have now. It, right. uh, it, it goes to whoever's actively talking. So it was flash, 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 because we're talking over each other, and we're excited. And it's but We had like two people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Tyler Dean was watching or something, maybe, and, and that was about oh, it. Oh no! Do you know Tyler Dean McDowell? You know it's funny. I've known that. I didn't know who he was. I knew his dad. Yeah, um, I'm a huge Elvis fan, and his dad did all the. If any movie or television series about Elvis's life came out in the '90s, his dad, 90% of the time, did the music and the voice of Elvis. Yeah, and so I always knew who his dad was. And then when he started, he randomly started subscribe. He subscribed and started commenting and liking, and I was just like is this real life? Like, <laughs> holy cow, dude. Like, you know, your dad to me is like huge, like huge deal. And, you know, just talking to him and stuff. Like we've had a couple like private, you know, messages here and there. Just like, Hey man, keep up the good work, yada, yada. And, um, I checked out his music and stuff and he's, he's a genuine dude. Oh yeah. Like, he's a great guy. Cool. Like 
to see someone like that, um, you know, he works hard for everything he's done. You know, I think it's cool. Yeah, we had him on a while back, and he found out that you're coming on, and he was super excited. Uh, oh, really? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, he saw it today. He was like, oh, heck yeah, this is so great. I can't wait to, to listen. So <laughs> he's excited that you're going to be on. He's a great guy. We talk back and forth all the time. Um, he is, man. Tyler, if you're listening to this, man, I can't wait to uh, hang out with you if you ever come back to Orlando, man. We'll we'll get into some shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. He'll tell you should go up to Nashville sometime. He'll he'll show you around. Man, I I need to. I used to live so close to there. Being I mean six hours, but still it's closer than Orlando. Yeah, uh, I loved Nashville for a yeah. while. It's a cool place. We're yeah. coming down in Orlando, Orlando um, October. October. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I forget Good the exact time. date. October sixth. Well, I'll be there the sixth to the thirteenth, and but you guys are coming a couple days before, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be I'll there. Be yeah, we'll have to maybe hang out, but uh, absolutely, we're gonna do just we're bringing our families, but just Chris and I, or Katrin, as everybody calls him, uh, we'll yeah. be going to Halloween Horror Nights a couple or at least one night. One uh, night. Well, I may cool. go two, but he's going one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hit me up, man. I'll definitely join you guys. I love cool. it. Cool. Well, we uh, we're about in an hour. Uh, I had a couple things just to cool. finish. Yeah, go up. ahead. Uh, do you get to experience Toy Story Land yet? Nope. <laughs> I don't blame you. Don't blame you. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, I, I learned my lesson with Avatar, um, Pandora. I had a you know a opportunity being a pass holder to get in early and, and see it, and thankful for that. Um, and, I, and it kind of bummed me out because I really don't care about Avatar. It's not my thing. Um, I didn't know what anything was, so I just kind of videoed it for people who really wanted to see it. Um, but with Toy Story, I love Toy Story. I love Pixar, man. But I just seeing the the crowds on Twitter and people talking about it, and I'm hearing like, "Oh, it's not that bad." Oh, it's horrible. You know, I'm like, ah, I'll give it two weeks. I'm I'm probably gonna go here in like a week or two um, and check it out. Plus, it's summertime, and that place doesn't have any coverage. So when it rains, they close it. So there's no point. Yeah, interesting to ride it out. Um, it's that time of year here where it's just it's extremely hot, and then all of a sudden it pours, and then it's beautiful. Yeah, but you know, um, I don't particularly like to go and get wet. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I've had a lot of friends. Like, all my friends have gone. Everybody's done their videos. Um, so you know, I. I'm kind of like not the hype guy. Like when something new comes out, I'm never like, got to be first, got to be first, got to be first. I'm usually like, let's talk about something that happened here in 1982. Yeah. You know, like (laughs) that's usually been my thing. Um, But I've been researching and researching, trying to find a lot of Easter eggs about Toy Story Land. So maybe I can bring that aspect to the table. There's Um, a lot that I've, yeah, that I've seen. Yeah. I don't yeah. think any ride is worth waiting 300 minutes in the Florida no. to ride. No. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No. I mean, like, especially when there's no cover. Like you said, there's no shade. Oh, it's uh... <laughs> weird. That's so bizarre to me. Like when I when I was told that, I kind of like was like, "Are you serious? Yeah, you're just not done building it, or what? <laughs> like, everything in, yeah. in Orlando has shade. Yeah. Like, come on, man." It's a backyard. His backyard, Andy's backyard, just doesn't have shade. <laughs> it's like, do you, you're like, you know what? 
the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway is is great because <laughs> it has no shade at all. So let's do that again. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Man, you would have think they like would have thought like they would have made like huge like blades of grass from like yeah. they, they could have taken the blades of grass from Honey I Shrunk the Kids play area. Yeah. Right. That the shade. Yeah. Area because you're in a backyard. Yeah. But where are the blades of grass? No grass. That's what was kind of surprising to me. It's all toys around, right? But there's really not grass. Is there a, you know, like that? They have some yeah. plants that look like okay. grass. Um, they're not a huge grass. They're only about, you yeah. know, well, you can't, nobody can see that what I'm doing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're only about that big. But uh, I'll see it in October, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it we'll, looks pretty small. I don't know how much time I'll actually. Yeah, one one person said it took them twenty minutes to go through it, you know, and compared to to Pandora, it was like two hours. You know, you could spend time just looking around and everything, but yeah. just not much. I don't know. Let's we'll see. It'll be cool though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm excited to see It'll it. Be cool. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Cars Land out at California yeah. Adventure. That cool. place is gnarly. That is so well themed. It's, ugh, I fell in love with that place. Um, Bugs Land, eh. <laughs> favorite that's going um, away though so yeah <laughs> for marvel land or whatever they're on yeah uh well cool well uh for our listeners i don't know this is one of my favorite 80s movies i just wanted to throw that out there to give oh, yeah. a little hype uh monster squad is coming out a guy's making a documentary about it it'll be out and i am so looking forward to this if you haven't seen monster squad do yourself a favor go see monster squad even uh, t-shirts man oh. i've been seeing those a lot lately and that makes me happy yeah one, <laughs> one of my favorite i think it's one of my favorite when i was a kid it was one of my favorite movies because like the lead character's name or one of the lead characters names is, is ryan and I'm, yeah. when i was a kid i was like it's so cool he has my name and he's fighting monsters <laughs> <laughs> and that was like that's the video that when i went to the video store that i just kept getting was monster yeah. Squad over and, and over so the documentary, I don't think it's out yet, but it's coming out. Um, I, I said something about it on our Twitter, and the guy that's making it uh, liked it and retweeted it. So That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's coming. I'll I, definitely have to look for that, man. I, I love Monster Squad. That's a great one. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. But uh, it's definitely it, – the reason it, it's it, – when it was out, it didn't get much hype because it came out the same time as Lost Boys. And sure. So Lost Boys got all the uh, – the, yeah, uh, the big summer hyper whenever it came out, and um, well, it had you know Kiefer and the Corys and yeah. you know big names on it, man. But Monster Squad, it's a fun one. Anyways, so but yeah. Micah, thank you for coming on. Absolutely, uh, it's been a pleasure. Well, yeah, you're welcome anytime on I'm Geek. Hopefully, you had a good time. I did. This was fun. I feel like we could talk about a lot of other things besides me, and <laughs> with time. So this was fun. <laughs> yeah, come back sometime and we'll just talk geek stuff and uh, we'll geek out about 80s stuff and yeah, and movies and all that and Disney. And hopefully when we're down in October, we can we can meet up, hang out, um, yeah. and we'll just have some fun together. But thanks again for coming. But before we go, you have the floor, Micah. Whatever you want to promote, your channel, anything, this is your time. So go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, if you guys are uh, on YouTube and you are interested in subscribing and or watching, you can go to youtube.com uh, forward slash world of Micah. Um, I also have worldofmica.com for people who I just like to go to a website. It just has all my videos on there, nothing else. Um, you guys can also support me. I don't have a page.
Patreon or anything, but people are always asking me how can I support, you know, and throw you a couple of bucks. Uh, I have a Spreadshirt. Um, it's uh, worldofmica.spreadshirt.com. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and I will message you back if you send me a message and say, hey, I'm, I'm always, you know, down for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you again, Micah, for coming. And make sure, everybody, go check out his channel, World of Micah, on YouTube and support him on Spreadshirt. He's a fun guy. It's fun, fun videos. We loved having you here today. But this has been I Am Geek episode 63. And we will talk with you next week.